Hello, and welcome back to our latest podcast series. This month, we're going behind the scenes of Janice Oko's The Gift, a sharp new comedy exploring themes of cross-cultural adoption, imperialism, drinking tea, and more. The show is set across two timelines, the first in 1852, following Sarah Bonetta Davies, a young African woman who was gifted to Queen Victoria as a child. In Act 2, we jump forward to the present day, where another Sarah, a high-powered, middle-class black woman, is having trouble with the neighbours in the sleepy Cheshire village where she's staying. Today, I'm joined by Shannon Hayes and Donna Berlin, who play the two Sarahs in the show. Hello. Hello. Hi. So could I get you both to just introduce yourself so people can recognise your voices? Uh, My name is Donna, Donna Berlin, and I play Aggie and Sarah 20th Century. I am Shannon Hayes, and I play Sarah Forbes Bonetta, Princess. Lovely. And could you both just start by giving us a little bit of an overview of your characters, so who they are, what kinds of people they are? Wow. Uh, Aggie, first of all, is a cook in a Victorian household that has been forcibly promoted to housemaid because there isn't anyone else to do the job. So she's constantly running around getting things wrong, but desperately trying to get things right. And there's a lot of comedy for Aggie. She's great. Sarah, 20th century, is quite high-powered, well-educated woman. She's a structural engineer, that's right. I was going to say architect. She's a structural engineer. Um, and, uh, yes, she's, she, has a, she has a lot of, a lot of things to deal with, but she's... Uh, I mean, she also has a bit of a sense of humour, actually. There's also a bit of comedy with, uh, with Sarah, too. So my character, Sarah Forbes Bonetta, is a princess. So she was born in Africa to African royalty. And when she was about five years old, she was rescued from the kind of the slave era by Captain Forbes, who was English, and brought to England as a gift to Queen Victoria. So she was kind of gone from being African and royalty over there to being one of the Queen's kind of goddaughters almost and being brought up in those circles. So when you meet her in the play, she's kind of the queen of etiquette. She values that a lot and she is determined to spread what she knows back home. But we'll see if that happens. I'm curious because obviously Sarah Bonetta was a real person and we've got kind of details about her life. But I wondered if you'd managed to find many clues kind of about what sort of a person she was, you know, as a kind of character, if that's something you've just kind of had to work with from scratch. What's interesting about her is that even though we know she was from royalty in Africa and given as a gift to Queen Victoria, we don't know much about her life beyond that. So this play takes that as a starting point and kind of builds on that. Janice has kind of imagined what life would be like rather than it being a biography. We know that she was quite musical in real life. She was very bright. Everyone was really impressed by her talents. She was much smarter than people her age. But that's all we really that's all we really know. That's where it ends. And so I guess that's the exciting thing about this play. Cool. And obviously for you, your characters are completely invented, but were there any kind of influences or characters or people that you had in mind that you've kind of been drawing on? I won't ask you to name names or anything, but... I think some people will be able to draw a comparison or two to uh, to Aggie's character, but I won't give it away. I think those who know will know. As soon as you <laughs> see Aggie, you'll get a, oh, I recognise a bit of that. Um, but it's playing homage to just a, just a little bit. But the, the the comedy for Aggie is, is wonderful. So there's quite a few influences. I like a lot of slapstick and, and things. So there's there's quite a few bits that I've taken and sort of moulded into Aggie, which is great. And as for Sarah, 
well, she's kind of an entity all on her own, really. There isn't, hasn't been anybody that I, I found yet who would be able to, I'd be able to hang a bit of Sarah on. But I think she's, she's a lot of people. She's a lot of people. She's a lot of, a lot of strong women. Mm. You mentioned to me just a few minutes ago that you've been having your etiquette lessons today. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about what that's been like and what you've been up to? There are so many rules that I, I suppose I didn't realise until today. <laughs> um, there are so many rules, but what we learned is that even though there were lots of rules, often it was broken. So there was convention, but that wasn't always followed. But just things like um, walking kind of with smaller steps and not taking big strides and always being elegant and the difference in hierarchy between posher people and, you know, sort of less posh people and how, you know, it's kind of a dance of who, who knows more of the rules and who's going to apply it. So, yeah, it was really... It was really useful. It's yeah. almost like a scene from Blue Planet, wasn't it? Yeah. Kind of watching watching animals doing a, a sort of courting ritual, yeah. or and you know how birds sort of mm-hmm. dance about. Is it? It's a, it's a bit of a dance. It's a dance, but with tea and it's, curtsies. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. Like obviously, the play is mainly about the kind of cross cultural and cross racial elements, but actually, class is really central to it as well. And I think mm. even in the modern day stuff, that comes through a little bit. Like the 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 way that they behave is very specific to these middle-class people. Have you ever kind of encountered people like the neighbours in this? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. I think, uh, I think quite a few of us have, uh, if you've moved into a, an area. Yes, they're out there, and hopefully they're going to come and see this, and whether they'll recognise themselves or not, I don't know. But I think even if they don't immediately, there'll be a little pang when they go home or when they say certain things. They'll go, oh, 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 ah, I recognise that from the play. Maybe I shouldn't be saying that. It's interesting how in the play, I think we attribute, well, Janice makes the case that sometimes class and culture are confused or uh, class and race. We assume certain etiquettes and certain manners uh, belong to a certain race more than the other. She does a lot in this play of reversing that. Um, And so, you know, me being an African princess is very well educated and follows the etiquette better than everyone else in the room, which Mm -hmm. is unusual. And I hope the audience will see that, see kind of the, um, the reverse that Janice has done and why she's done that. I've seen the photos of you swanning around in the crinoline. How are yeah. you getting on with that? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's a huge skirt. Uh, I didn't know what a crinoline was until this play. So very interesting. Yeah, it's just interesting how much space is taken up by our costumes. And I guess that's indicative of like our status and how much less we moved in those times, which I'm discovering now. Everything's about poise and posture. I think there's something lovely about Sarah's character. You mentioned kind of modern day Sarah, sorry, the the strong women. I think sort of faced with that situation myself, I'd probably just flake and then be kicking myself for what I didn't say afterwards. It must be really fun, like getting to sort of take them down a peg a bit. It kind of is in a, well, there's a a particular part which I'm not going to give any spoilers, (laughs) but it's so worth coming to see the play just for that bit. Um, Yeah, it's going to bring the house down. It's nice. It shows how together she is with her husband. And they're, they're a real tour de force. They really do support each other, or him more so supporting her, which is is really important when you're faced with these kind of people coming into your own home. It's bad enough when it's outside or in the workplace or, you know, parking the car or going to the, to the shops. But when somebody enters your own home and they give you that same kind of feeling, it's, uh, it's a lot tougher. So you have to be a stronger unit to deal with it. Mm. 
You've got the same actor as playing both of your husbands, funnily enough, in yes. this story. <laughs> yes. Um, I've only just realised that you've said that. I've just been like, it's the same actor. Lucky yeah. Day. That's so interesting. Um, do you feel like, what's your kind of sense of the relationship between uh, Victoria and Sarah and, and her husband? I think it's quite... Well, there's a big age difference, so that's interesting. He's much older than I am in, in real life and in the play. In terms of real life Sarah, not that I'm not saying he's really old. Um, and I think that... that, that yeah. That's but you are. <laughs> but I think that that gives a, a good dynamic because it means that he, he's almost... In many ways, you'd think that he'd be wiser than I am, but I feel like... I take a lot of the reins in the relationship because I am a princess and he isn't. So even though he's a great suitor, I kind of hold all the cards, which is interesting because he's older and you'd maybe expect it to be the other way around. I think what's interesting is the journey that our relationship takes in the play and my thoughts towards him in Act 1 is very different to Act 3 and that's something that will be revealed in the play. (laughs) Um, You talked about all the kind of etiquette and stuff being like a bit of a dance one of the things that's interesting about this is you've got Vicky kind of working on it all the time and mm. normally with something that's this dialogue heavy you'd maybe have a movement director for like a week or something. Um, so have you found that? Do you feel like you're more kind of aware of the, the physicality with her kind of background and influence there? Definitely. I think now, I mean it's still it's still ongoing and it will be but it's so good having Vicky there all the time because from day one to now, it's just great to have someone reminding you to not slouch when you're sitting down <laughs> and not and not moving too quickly has been really interesting. It's all about the kind of speed and things like that that you have to consider. So I think without her, I would struggle. Um, she's great. She can see it and I can't see it as well. So I think I might I may think I'm sitting upright and actually I'm not. So it's great to have another eye. What's been the most interesting thing for you guys about being part of this play? What attracted you to the script in the first place? I think initially when I first read the script and I was reading Act 1, I think I got to, I don't know, halfway through Act 1 and I had about five laugh out loud moments and I was sitting reading it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I, I just initially just guffawed. That's a good sign. And I read it on the tube and I laughed out loud. And <laughs> that is also a good sign because nobody wants to do that. But it, <laughs> it's just involuntary. It was like a, a spasmodic laugh. It's a sign of a great piece of writing. It just catches you. Uh, so hopefully that's something that the audiences are going to get because the comedy's there. I mean, it's a hoot. It's an yeah. absolute hoot. A lot of it is very uncomfortable in that mm. too. But funny nonetheless. Very, very funny. She's a very talented comedy writer. I think for me, it kind of, the script unearthed a whole history that I didn't know anything about. And it's not a biography about Sarah Bonetta, but when I was reading it, I was just so interested by the fact that I'd never heard about this before and more people should. So that's kind of why I kept going and wanted to be a part of it because I think it's important. I also think, yeah, it's very funny and each act is very funny in its own way. And I think from the beginning to the end of the play, you're never expecting what's going to come next. I think when I started reading it, I thought I knew what the whole play was going to be about. And by the end, I realised that it actually was about so much more. The play is like an onion, so everyone come and see it. (laughs) We tend to think about comedy as like... I don't know, I think we undervalue it too much and actually yeah. done well. Like It's the most powerful way of dealing with these issues, right? Oh, you're, you're so, so right. It's um, a, a lot of these things have never been said before, that have been touched on before. And I can understand why, because it's quite intimidating territory, I think, for, for a lot of writers. But Janice has tackled it 
beautifully head on with a lot of comedy and she doesn't pull any punches and you you have to face it you have to listen to it you laugh at it and then you wince just a little bit Mm. it's it's perfect absolutely perfect Another thing I was really struck by as well is the fact that it's not just you guys kind of uh, leading the acting in the story, but there's Dawn, there's Janice, you've got female lighting and sound designers. It's a very female-heavy creative team. Does that kind of change the dynamic? That's brilliant. It's so rare. I mean, I know in in my career, this is the most female-heavy I've ever experienced on any production. Yes, there are more women coming in, but to have your stage management, you know, your 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 DSM, your movement and associate and director, and then to have more cast members female and to have only two men in the room is um well, I don't know how they feel about it, but I'm loving it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm loving I, it. in fact, I again, I didn't even realise now that yeah, there are so many women on this job, and I mean, yeah, I, I this is the second time I've ever been directed by a female, and ever had been in a room where there's more females than men when I'm doing shows. So yeah, it's been really good. That is really great, and yeah, more of that, please. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Thank you so much for your time, guys. That's brilliant. Pleasure. Thanks. The Gift premieres at the Belgrade Theatre from Saturday the 18th until Saturday the 25th of January. Tickets are available to book now at www.belgrade.co.uk.